Peter chapter 1 verses 3 through 9. 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 3 through 9. Blessed be the God, our Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power being guarded through the faith for our salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for all little, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that perishes result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you do not see Him, you love Him. Though you do not know Him, you believe in Him and rejoice with joy that is in expressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation for our souls. Good morning, church. Thank you for being here today. Especially if you're visiting, we want to thank you for coming our way. And we hope that you will stick around just a few moments after our services so that we might get to know you better. I want to also encourage you to pray for those of our ladies, about 29 or so, uh, on the ladies' retreat this weekend that she'll be, should be returning today. So pray for them. We've heard from them, and they are having a great time. So uh, we anticipate their return, but are thankful they've had the opportunity to be a part of that. Also, don't forget this, this evening, actually many will be starting right after our services. Small groups will be meeting uh, today. So if you haven't signed up for a small group, we'd like to encourage you to do that. There are sign-up sheets on the front wall on the two tables there. Uh, Also, you'll find those uh, leaders of those groups in our bulletin this morning and where they will be meeting today. So if you haven't signed up, please do so and please plan on joining one of these groups today. You will be blessed. Please also continue to remember those of our number and prayer uh, that you'll see there on our prayer list. We have a lot to be praying about, a lot to be thankful for, and individuals that need our prayer and our concern. As we begin our lesson this morning, I want you to think about this question. What is it that you hope for? What is it that you hope in? Last week, we had a momentous election. Many people, as have already been mentioned, are relieved to some degree, but others not so much. So let us think about this question this morning. What is it we hope in? We've seen the division of our nation We have seen on our televisions and on the internet the riots that are taking place in various towns across our nation. In fact, just the other day I saw a video of some young men pulling a man out of a car and beating him in our nation. All because people are frustrated and upset about the election and the outcome. And you know, the reality is, if it had gone the other way, there would have been other frustrations. A different group of people would have been frustrated, right? 
But yet you and I can come together here this morning to remind our nation, to remind the world that our hope is not in our nation. Our hope is not in our president. Our hope is not in our government. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I'm not concerned about our government. I'm not concerned about the direction of our country or lack thereof. We all have our concerns, but where is our hope? What is it that we hope in? You see, the reality is, even in the church, where is our hope? If our hope is in individuals, guess what? We will be disappointed. People in the world are disappointed today because their hope is in individuals and offices. What does the world need today? The world needs a message of hope. What do we in the church need today? We need a message of hope. For let me say it again, just like in the political realm, let us neither put our hope in spiritual leaders, completely anyway. For men will fail us and women. Parade Magazine put out a story several years ago about a self-made millionaire, Eugene Land, <clears throat> who, was, who was charged to greatly change, he greatly changed the lives of sixth graders, 56 sixth graders in East Harlem outside of New York City. You see, he was asked to go and speak to these sixth graders. And as he sat there and contemplated, what in the world am I going to talk to these sixth graders about? Which most of whom would probably drop out of school. And so he decided he would just scrap his notes and speak from his heart. And so he stood up before those sixth graders that day and he said, Stay in school. If you will stay in school, then I will pay, help you pay for, your, for every one of you for your college tuition. You see, that day when he gave that message to those sixth graders, their lives changed. For the first time in their lives, they had hope. One student said, I had something to look forward to, something waiting for me. Do you know that nearly 90% of that class went on to graduate high school? Because they had hope. But what is it we hope in? Is it even an education? Is it certain people or the government or even leaders in the church? What does the world need today? They need a message of hope. And just like Chandler read to us from the book of 1 Peter, I want you to notice a few things that Peter says that our world needs today. Notice there in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3 that he talks about a living hope. That's the kind of message our world needs today. A message of living hope. You see, the source of our hope is God and should only be God. 
Peter said, bless the God of our Father and our, our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the, the translators put that little word, be in. And so if you take that word, be out, it says, bless the God of our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. God then is the God of blessings, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. Paul says there, just like Peter says there, God, a blessed God, bless the God of our Father, God of our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. Now think about that a minute. Blessed the God of our Father. Have you ever considered whether your life is a blessing to God? I'm not saying because you're His creation. Sure, that's a blessing. When God created all things, He said it is good. But what about the life that you live? Is it a blessing to God? You see, hope means expectation. A joyful confidence of the eternal salvation that we have. And that is through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Peter says in 1 Peter 1 and verse 3. Turn in your Bibles, if you will, to the book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Paul says a little bit about hope in the resurrection of Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15, and we'll notice verses 12 and following. Now if Christ is preached that He has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty. It's for nothing. And your faith is also empty. You see, when we come together this morning, we declare to our nation, we declare to the world that what we do is not empty. What we hope in is a living hope found only in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that He has raised, He raised up Christ whom He did not raise up. If in fact He, the dead, do not rise. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Then those, then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most pitiable. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. You see, just by our gathering here this morning, we declare to this nation that no matter the election, our hope is alive because Jesus Christ is alive and our hope is in Him. 
Peter says this is a living hope, not a dying hope. You see, people still search for the grave of Jesus. And if they ever really find it, guess what they will find? An empty tomb. That cannot be said of others who religions are patterned after. If we go to their tombs, we will find those bodies. Whatever condition they are in, they will be there, but not so with Jesus. For in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we have a living hope. It is alive. And hopefully, prayerfully, it is well. I want you to notice a few Scriptures here. You don't have to turn to those, but I want you to notice what the Bible says about hope. Psalm 39 and verse 7. And now, Lord, what do I wait for? My hope is in You, the psalmist says. Paul would say in Romans chapter 5 and verse 5, Now hope does not disappoint. Hope that's found in Jesus Christ. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. The Hebrew writer writes in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 19, This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil. We have that kind of hope. And that's the kind of hope we need to share with the world, with our friends and with our neighbors. Those who do hope in the world. Those who do hope in the President. And those who do hope in government. We need to show through our lives a living hope. It's this kind of hope that prompted Paul to write in, first, in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 21. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. That was his attitude. That was his hope. And it was alive. And it was well. But Peter doesn't stop there. He doesn't stop just talking about a living hope. He goes on and he talks about a hope of an inheritance that is incorruptible and undefiled. An inheritance that is in heaven. You see, inheritance in the Old Testament meant the land that God had promised to His people. That would be their inheritance. But Peter knew, Peter understood that, and he knew that for the child of God, our inheritance is in heaven. Turn in your Bibles, if you will, to the book of John. John chapter 14. Hear Jesus speak. Hear Him speak about that inheritance. Incorruptible undefiled. John chapter 14, beginning in verse 1, Jesus says, Let not your heart be troubled. Hope. You believe in God. Hope. Believe also in Me. Hope. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have been honest with you. I would have told you. You see, I go to prepare a place for you. Hope. 
And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to Myself that where I am, there you may be also. Hope. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Hope. Peter says that's where our hope is. In an inheritance that is incorruptible and undefiled. You see, this inheritance is not subject to death. For it's after death. It's not subject to destruction. Turn, if you will, to the book of Hebrews chapter 11. The Hebrew writer speaks of this incorruptible inheritance. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 13, he says, Then all died in faith. Hope. Not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. What? Where's your home? Oh, it's it's down here on Church Street. No! No! It's not. That's just where my body lives for the present. For see, my homeland is in heaven. And truly if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better That is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He has prepared a city for them. Our inheritance is incorruptible and undefiled. In other words, it's not stained. It's not polluted. As we know, this world is and can be. Remember how John in the book of Revelation 21, he tried to describe it. He tried to describe it and said the wall of the city had 12 foundations. The city was square. It was perfect. The walls were of jasper. The street of gold like pure glass. He tried to describe it, but we still can't fathom and really understand the beauty of heaven. Paul told the church at Rome, Romans chapter 8, For we were saved in this hope. But hope that is not seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, listen to it, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Through my life, I've heard people pray. Like John the Revelator said at the end of the book of Revelation, Lord, come quickly. There were times in my life that I was like thinking as they prayed that, Lord, when You come, I want to go home with You, but I'm not ready for You to come quickly.
Now, although I'm still not ready to go, wouldn't it be nice if the Lord would come quickly? Because then we could gather worshiping God, walking in His light, not worrying about who's the president or who's in government or who runs our city. For we're there walking the street of gold, singing and worshiping Almighty God as He gives light to heaven. What a sight. What a scene that will be. But Peter didn't stop there. He said we have a living hope. We have the hope of an inheritance. And in verses 6 and following, he says, we have joy even in the midst of of trials and persecutions. You see, the readers of Peter, they had suffered persecution. They had suffered that persecution. And Peter reminds them that their hope and their confidence should be in heaven. And you see, their persecution wasn't just, well, I'm having a bad day. Their persecution was because they were living for Christ. Because they were living out their hope. That was their persecution. And Peter says, remember, our confidence, our hope, our expectation is not about the here and now, but is about what's after. That being of heaven. Peter says, by doing so, this would prove their genuine faith. Do you remember how Abraham's faith was tested back in Genesis chapter 22? When God had asked him to sacrifice his promised son, what did the Bible say Abraham did? Abraham did like God asked in verse 18. In your seed all the nations of earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Because you have lived out living hope. Peter says this faith that has been proved is more precious than that of gold. Gold has always and likely always will be one of the most precious metals of all time. And yet we can see when it goes through that purification process of fire, That fire melts that gold down to its purest form and cleanses out and separates the trash, if you will, that might have gotten into that gold. And it purifies it. And in the same way, many times, trials and persecutions in the life of the Christian can reveal genuine faith. And Peter says when we, re- when we survive this testing of our genuine faith, it brings about praise, honor, and glory to Almighty God revealed at the revelation of Jesus Christ. When Jesus returns to reward the redeemed, His people. 
Did you find it interesting that Peter said, Though you have not seen Him, Jesus, you love Him. Well, that puts Peter's readers and myself and us in the same shoes. Though not seeing, Peter says of them and their faith and their hope, you love Him. Though now you do not see Him, yet believing, you rejoice with a joy inexpressible and full of glory of the salvation that will be revealed at His coming. They love Him. They rejoice greatly in Him because of Him and because of salvation. All and the inheritance in heaven. What is it that you hope for? Is it in people? You know as well as I do. That that will leave us empty. And that people will fail us. A number of years ago, some researchers decided to research and find out about hope. And to realize, to try to find and see what the hope people had as they went through hardships. And so they decided to do this experiment on some lab rats. And so they took two containers of water and they took one group of the lab rats and they put them in that water and they just left them. And they found out that within an hour, all of those rats had drowned. But in the other tub of water, they would put those rats in there for just a period of time and then take them out for a little bit and then put them back in. And they found that those rats in that particular water was able to swim for over 24 hours. Why was that? Not because they were given rest, but because now they had hope. And if a lab rat can have hope and just thinking, if I can just hang on and swim just a little bit longer, I will be saved. Then what about humans? What about those of us who are children of God? If I can persevere through trials, proving my faith, because I have a living hope in an inheritance that is far greater than anything we will ever experience on this earth. What a message. What a declaration to this world that's divided to say if you really want true hope, Let me tell you, it's not in government and it's not in me, but it's in Jesus Christ. And you can do whatever you want to to this old body because my hope is alive 
and it's in heaven. Won't you come with me? Today, if you're not a child of God, we ask you that question. What do you hope in? Won't you come with us? Won't you come with us to heaven? Won't you today put your hope and your faith and your obedience in God through Jesus Christ and saying, I do believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I do believe that living hope is found in Jesus Christ. And then you too, like all those people did in the book of Acts and in New Testament Scripture, they went down in that watery grave and they were buried with Christ in baptism. Not to be there. Not to just stay there in that water. But to rise up like Jesus did, defeating death. Having a living hope. Going on your way rejoicing. Because your name is in the Lamb's book of life. You can do that today. Maybe it is you're here today. And maybe it is you are a child of God. But maybe you, your hope has been pulled away in other directions and you have been lost in those directions. You've not found peace. You've not found hope. And you want to come back in a right relationship with Almighty God through Jesus Christ. What is it you hope for? Let's answer that as together we stand and sing.